0: You have it all? Say amen. Amen. Follow along with me. For I would not, brethren, that you should be ignorant of this mystery, lest you should be wise in your own conceits. That blindness in part has happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles. Come in. God bless you. You may be seated. And my focus will be until the fullness of the Gentiles come in. Now I want to do illustrative gospel today and not just uh, audible, but just give some illustration of what this is all about. And so I'm going to slow down for the sake of clarity and coherency that my accent don't throw you off into an accident, but that you can follow what I'm saying and reap the benefit of what I hope you'll get from this. But this week, my phone rang several times from different borders and places asking me if I hear the news. I said, what news? And they said, "Well, Soviet Russia is gone into this part of the world, and America is doing certain things." And pastor, what does it all mean? Is this it? Does this represent it that we talk about so often? And I want us to take our Bibles in our hands, and I hope you got the right version with you. In this church, I believe King James Version is the version that you need. We've had 400 years of it and survived. I don't think we have to change it now. But I'm going to point some things out to you. In chapter 9, the Apostle Paul stopped talking about sin and started talking about his brothers, Israelites. Chapter 9 is talking about Paul's burden for the nation of Israel. The very first verse that, that in Romans 1, follow me on the screen if you can as I go along, if possible. He said he, his burden was that Israel would be saved. He said they're not saved, but his burden that they would be saved. And he told us why they're not saved. Because they crucified their Messiah. When they rejected Jesus, they were not just rejecting a man, but they were their God in human form who came as a lamb. They wanted a lion. He turned out to be just a lamb, and the Romans crucified him, and they could not accept that to be their Messiah. So in chapter 10 of the book of Romans, when you read it, it talks about Israel's rejection of Jesus Christ As their Messiah. And then in chapter 11, the Apostle Paul wrote to the Roman churches around that time. And remind the Gentiles that have replaced the Jews in Acts in conversion and by greater amount. There was no national salvation of Israel. Individuals of Israelites were saved, but not the nation as a whole. The apostles asked Jesus, will you at this time restore the kingdom? Behind me is the map that tells you in 721 B.C. that the northern tribe, ten tribes of the sons of Jacob, were in captivity to the country of Syria or Assyria back then. Today it's called Syria. And then in 606 B.C. the other southern tribes went into captivity under the guardianship of Iraq which back then was called Babylon. Amen. And so Israel was in trouble. Well as you know the ten tribes never returned until the year two thousand. But in five thirty six God did something unique and destroy the forces of Iraq, raise up the forces of Persia and the Medes, and destroy Iraqian forces, which was Babylon back then, and under that kingdom Cyrus rose up and rebuilt their temple. That's the temple Jesus came to as a child. That's the temple he said would not stand after he leaves. And then we find after a protracted period of time, we see that the Persian Empire fell and the Grecian Empire came into being under Alexander the Great. And he reigned for a while. This young man died very suddenly at the age of 30 or less. And when he died, his kingdom was split up into four. His four generals reigned over his kingdom. And they fought, and it shrunk down to two, which we call the Ptolemy or the Egyptian kingdom, and the Seleucid, which we call the Syrian kingdom. And they reigned for over 300 years. And they reigned for a while until the Egyptian kingdom fell and so Syria alone survived, but under the Syrian empire, a man called Antiochus Epiphany did Israel many, many things more cruel than Hitler did and almost wiped out the nation because they would not worship him as God. They would not offer swine flesh on their altar And so they were really massacred until the Maccabean family rose up and defeated that system and brought in a restoration for a while. When you read the book of Nehemiah, Ezra, and and all those books, it's talking about it. Now, under that system, uh, Israel had promises made by God that he would do a certain work. You've already talked about Daniel's 70th week. It's on the board there. You can look in it see for yourself. To you, it doesn't mean anything, but to Bible scholars and to Israel, it's very phenomenal. Obviously, the Pentecostal churches are sleeping like all churches are sleeping because they have no idea what the news actually mean and what these nations are actually doing and what their places are in Bible forecasting and Bible prophecy. But every one of them are fulfilling their place and their position. Even right now, as I speak, they are rearranging, realigning themselves to fulfill this book in your hand. But the Bible told Israel that uh, 69 weeks would come and then the Messiah would be born. And you know, Jesus Christ was born exactly on the day he was supposed to be born. And at age uh, 12 and age 30, he showed up and started his ministry. And he died just like Daniel said he would. He was cut right off by obviously the conspiracy between Israel and Rome because the Romans had overcome the Syrian empire and Rome became the last power in 33 B.C. that reigned over the entire world. Now, you all don't know this. You're all Romans. Every one of you in this building are Romans believing a Roman system doctrine and practicing a Greece and democratic government. You all are part of that. Democracy came from Greece. And the government you have came from Rome. Now, uh, there's no such thing in the Bible called Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. It just don't exist. Those are Roman names of pagan gods. So you're all pagans. And your families are pagans. You're Gentile pagans. That's what you are. And so Rome, like a chameleon, adopted all the empires for her religion, politics, manner, and way of life, and gave it to us. Now, the pope is significant, very significant. And you probably don't know that, but he is. And he's playing his role very well. In fact, he gave you a signal like this. And you don't know what it means. Well, you go look up and Google what that signal mean. That signal, what does it mean? Look it up. And then see if the Pope does that too and see what he does. And, but really, Jesus Christ came and he died, like the Bible says you would, because Israel did not know the time of her visitation. Prophets like Hosea made prophecy that after two days, God would revive the nation of Israel, who at that time was in captivity, he says after two days, God would raise up Israel and save them. And in the third day, they would live in a sight. Obviously, it's not 24-hour day. Otherwise, 24-hour day would have been after he spoke the word. It would have happened two days later, which is not the case. In fact, they murdered <laughs> Jeremiah and all those prophets. Israel did. And so he's talking about after 2,000 years, but from when? Now, you all when you sign your check, you're at year two, 2015. Now, I ask you, since what? Since what is 2015? You're saying since Jesus Christ came. Anything before Christ is called before Christ, A.D. Anything after Christ is called A.D., Mean after the death of Christ. So, he spent time in two halves before Christ and after Christ. Now, most of you don't know this, that you're all living in the uh, sixth creative day. You are. And you are children of Noah. You are the survivals of the flood. You came out of the loins of Noah and his sons. So you're children of the survivals. Because others all perished. And they're in hell today. In hell. And you're children of Noah. That's what you are. And out of that system, God raised up Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and the rest. He called Gentiles. Now, in your Bible, there's a place called uh, Genesis chapter ten. Go there, and chapter eleven. That's going to point out to you. In chapter ten, it's the origin of nations. All nations owe their ancestral origin in chapter ten of the book of Genesis. Now the origin of languages that you all speak and you can't communicate was given necessity to the fact in the UN so we can communicate is the fact that we all came from Noah and we all speak one language. Three sons of Noah spoke the same language until God paid a visit in chapter 11, because Genesis, And said, you guys are too organized. I don't like what you're doing. And God messed us up and gave us a bunch of different languages. So all the languages that you speak today came from chapter 11. Every language that you're speaking right now came from chapter 11. God gave you those languages. And those aren't just weird languages. They're languages that God gave you, and he knows what you're saying. That slowed the world down. That slowed the world down. They couldn't go as fast as they wanted to because they were building a temple called the, the Babylonian Empire, which is what the United States UN is. That's the final modern version of Babylon with us. The nations come together and try to correct what they call the mistake of Chapter 11, and they come together. They speak all kind of languages there, but they have interpreters so they don't have to fight each other anymore because they fought two wars and killed a lot of people. They don't want to fight World War III. So they say, we don't want to fight World War III. Let's form another Babylonian thing where we can talk to each other. And That's what's in play today. You know, the UN has taken the place of Chapter 11 where all the nations come together and they speak. Now, what am I saying all this? Anybody that's not from the loins of Abraham, you are a Gentile. I don't care how proud you are of your nationality. You are a Gentile. And when you come out of Abraham, letters by way of Isaac, not Ishmael, because all Muslims came from Ishmael. And the rest of us come from where? No, you didn't come from Isaac. You come from uh Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Hello, but God chose Abraham to call it Hebrew. Now we know Abraham was from Syria. Abraham origin is Syrian. Abraham was a Syrian, and God took a Syrian nation and created another nation called Hebrew. So from Eber, a man called Eber came, the nation of Hebrew what does that mean? A lot, a lot mean a whole lot to us today, it's affecting us. Now, why am I telling you all this? They're in the news. God says, salvation is of the Jews. It's not of Gentiles. Gentiles are pagans. We worship weird gods. But God revealed to Abraham the one true God. Now, was Abraham one time pagan? Sure he was. Bible told us that his father was a Tirah was a pagan worship, a, a, a deity worshiper of false gods, but God revealed to Abraham the one true God. He passed on to Isaac, Isaac to Jacob, Jacob to his twelve sons, and the twelve sons to the nation of Israel. Now God gave a covenant to Israel and said, "Abraham, that land is yours. It belongs to you, and it will be yours for a generation till forever." Obviously, Israel lost it when they lost their country, they were out of it, and other nations came and took it over. They, they, they just superimposed it and took over the land. You know, if you're a Jamaican like I am, you're children of slaves. Your mom and daddy was a slave. My daddy was a slave. I'm called Trevor Neagle. That should not be my name. My name should be Wundu, Wundu, Wundu. But they gave me the name of my slave master. Now they're telling England today, England, you owe those slave survival some <laughs> some recompense here. Now England's too broke to pay anybody anything, so England can't do it. Like they can't do it. But really, that's how it was. Now I'm going to tell you all this. When Jesus came, he did not come to save you and me. Can you believe that? The 10th chapter of Matthew says that. Go not to the Gentiles. Don't even talk to them. Don't even heal them. I didn't come for them. I come to save Israel. Israel is in trouble. Now Israel said we're not in trouble. God said you're in trouble because Romans are reigning over you. Caesar is over you and Caesar should not be your God. Your own national king should be your God. And you don't have a king. Right? Which they said we have no king. Well, they didn't like what Jesus said, so they killed him. They crucified him, and when he did, he came back from the dead, which they don't believe. The Jews don't believe that he came from the dead, and raised up a church at the day of Pentecost. Now, all we Christians will call Pentecost. It's not a religion. Pentecost is a Jewish festivity. Just a while ago, they're going to celebrate in October the Feast of Tabernacles. it to be the seventieth year. This is done since when for them a certain time frame he said pastor this don't mean nothing it does a whole lot it's gonna determine whether you sleep or stay awake what is happening and i'm gonna talk to you about it because i want you to understand what's going on And, and, and so pentecost is an experience of what 50 days since the passover or the death of jesus christ he returned in spirit form. Now, when your Bible does this, take the word Holy Ghost, talk what Holy Spirit is, it's a denial that Jesus Christ rose from the dead. Holy Ghost and Holy Spirit do not mean the same thing. What's the same person? Holy Spirit means he never died. Holy Ghost means he died and came back from the dead. And when you're born again, he gave you the Holy Ghost, the resurrected Christ in you. Otherwise, you can't be in the rapture of the translation of the church. You're going to stay in your grave if you don't have the Holy Ghost. Are you with me? Now, churches don't know that. That's their problem. But you need to know that. And so Pentecost started first with Jews and proselytes, being converted Gentiles who were already circumcised. But then when you go to Acts chapter 8, we find an Ethiopian, the first Gentile, to be brought in the faith. Then we have Acts chapter 10, an Italian came in the faith. And the Jews got mad in chapter 11 that we are brought in the faith. And Peter said, don't get mad at me. I didn't do it. God did it. This is a God's thing. God God is bringing the Gentiles in. Exactly what the prophet said would happen, that my name shall be great among the Gentiles. And so the Gentiles begin to believe, which is what you and I are, begin to believe on the, in the gospel. Now, when Paul saved, Paul got saved, most of you guys do know this. Paul was born, listen now, guess where he was born? In Asia. He was born in Turkey. Can you believe that? So he, he is uh, Asian. But he, his nationality, his, his blood is Jewish. And he grew up under a Roman government. So he got Roman citizen. So here he is. He's a Jew. He's a Roman citizen, familiar with the Greek culture, and know the language quite well. So he became the apostles to the Gentiles. Anybody who reject Paul's message will not be saved. Because God chose Paul, not Peter, Paul, to be the apostle to the Gentiles. That's why we teach Acts, you know, 19, 1 to 6, that if you don't obey that, you won't be saved. Even though you say you're a Baptist, you know, you have to obey that message that Paul preaches. Now, Paul understood the place of the church and the place of the Gentile kingdoms and the place of the nation of Israel. And that's what caused him the wars today. Three things causing wars today: the church, Israel, and Gentiles. And they will never greet and meet. They just won't come together. So you, you won't have world peace till those three settle their kingdoms, because you got the kingdom of the Jews, who's separatists. You got the kingdom of the church that's exclusive. It's Israel or no way at all. And the Gentiles, that's is democratic. And the systems just don't work together. And so we have a conflict of ideologies. Amen. Unfortunately for us Christians, we're like sheep to the slaughter. We are by the beatitude. We cannot lift up weapons. Islam can, but you can't. The Koran allow you to use weapons to defend the faith. Put the Bible, forbid you to do that. The only weapon you have is to run. Hide. Before they catch you and bust your hide. That's all you got. Now, why are you saying all this? So they behead Christians easy, they persecute us easy, they jail us easy, and we got no defense. But guess what? There's good news. Christ said, I'll take vengeance when I come back. Now, if you can't wait, let like Nigerians pick up your own weapon and fight. But the Bible said, don't do that. You live by the sword, you die by the sword. Now, what am I telling you all this? Why did Russia make the position they just did? Now, most of you folks don't know this, but this last month, this last month, this month, the world have decided there's going to be one world government. And there'll be one world religion. It's coming, whether they like it or not. And one world economy. Now, you don't know that because you don't care about it. All you care about is your knife and fork. But there's more to that when they start stamping your hand on your forehead. They're going to realize there's a whole lot you missed out on. And you didn't make a call like so sure. Now, the thing called the fullness of the Gentiles. It must come in before all of Israel will be saved. Now, this don't mean much to you folks. You know, probably don't read the news or listen to the news. But, you know, yeah, the States of America, which in the Bible is symbolic of an eagle that once was linked to a lion, which is England, have turned her back on the nation of Israel just this year. What does that mean? It simply means that now all nations are against Israel. Israel is still not safe. Israel is not safe. So Israel is desperately seeking peace. Willing to trade land for peace. Or sell their faith for peace. Survival. Now, you said, why should I care about that? You better care. Because the nation of Israel, Jerusalem, is the center of the earth. He who rules Jerusalem, rule the earth. And God says, Jerusalem is my what? Throne. Hello? And the rest are my footstool. So the Pope wants Jerusalem. Islam wants Jerusalem. Israel wants Jerusalem. And the world don't care a damn who gets it. Just get out of the way and give us peace. Now, you first turn with me to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. Go there very quickly. Now, I can't read all this scripture, but I'm going to point some things out to you. I'm going to show you. We're running out of time. And you don't even realize it. Now, the times and the season, you don't have neither, Paul said, I tell you because you already know this. When the world cried peace and what? What are they crying for? We want peace and we want what? Safety, God says, following that statement will come what? Sudden, unexpected, unscheduled, destruction. And if you read all the rest of it, you'll see a whole lot more. I'm going to show you some things here in my little chart to show you that you're running out of time. When I say running out of time, I'm saying Gentiles, you're running out of time. I'm going to see my chart. I'm going to see my chart. You folks back there you can't see it. Can you see from there? Can you? Good. This chart here that you're looking at. I'm telling you, I'm not going to preach this morning. I'm going to talk to you. This chart right here, from here to here, represents the sixth creative day, which is the same as from is from right here to down here. Represent actually seven thousand years. We have used up 4,000 years already of it. We're presently consuming, listen now, 2,015 years of it. How much do you have left? How much do you have left? That's how much time we have left since we've consumed. And you may not know it, but we're going somewhere. Your Bible is not a forever reading book. It starts in Genesis and ends in Revelation. Revelation is the of sack where it stops. Everything stops there. And just so happened, we are the generation that will see the culmination of everything the prophets and the law talked about. Upon you and me have come the end of the world. You're going to have to live through everything in the book of Revelation if you're still on earth. You will have to face it if you miss the translation of the church of Jesus Christ. Now, here's Adam, the first Adam. Here's the last Adam who died on the cross for us. And the Gentile kingdom started from 606. See, six. this beast right here, this Ed right here, that's modern-day Iraq. Here's modern-day Persia. Here's Greece that's bankrupt. Here's Rome where the Pope is reigning. Here's the ECM system by the Eastern Division, the Greek Orthodox, and the Western, the Papal System. These ten toes are the ten economic countries of the world. In fact, you don't even know this, but Canada is a part of the ten division of the entire world. You are under a, a Babylonian system without choice. You just don't yet know it. So, where are we right now? We are right at these ten toes. And the next event, cataclysmically to happen, will be that out of this mountain, or the Godhead, will come a stone that's going to smite this world empire. It's going to crumble. And you're going to say, the greatest ever since man was on the earth. That little stone is Jesus Christ. That stone of stumbling. Now I'm going to show you this year Gentiles which is this. All this is history. But guess what? Guess what's in the news? Iraq Kurds which are Medos Persia which are, which are Iran, Greece Rome, Eastern Orthodoxy, which Grecia, Grecians, the papal system, and also these ten League of Nations. What does it mean, Pastor? It means that's the entire Gentile reign, your ancestral reign. And look at the deterioration of the Gentile system. We went from the Golden Age to the Mud Age. This is the worst empire age we've ever had. Even though our knowledge have increased, but our worth has decreased. The Bible says that. That's why God depicted the Gentile reign as gold, silver, and brass, iron, iron, and clay. And the only reason why there's such volatility in Europe today Because iron and clay cannot bond together if you understand geotechnical work. They cannot bond together or fuse together. It's impossible to bond clay to this. Pastor, what does that mean for all of me? It means these 10 guys, a while ago, this month, just decide your economy for you. They decide how much your dollar is going to worth, how much tax you're going to pay. Most of you are going to be unemployed a few months to come. Why? Because the system is going to change and put you out of employment and put you in the soup line. You say, well, I don't believe it. Well, hang on there, friend. The whole world is as peaceful as it is in Canada. But something is happening in Canada that's going to change Canada. I'm going to tell you now, all these refugees coming in are not all good. It's a Trojan horse taking place. It's a redistribution of things to hurt you. I'm telling the truth. Now you don't have to listen to me. Let politicians talk to you. I'm not preaching politics. I'm trying to prepare to show you how can you escape these things. It's my job to tell you how to escape these things and to stand before the Son of Man. How can we? We can. Because someday you're gonna wish, oh, I wish I had not wasted my time. I wish i had used my time. God gave the Gentiles a cup of grace which runs out. God gave us Gentiles a space which is shortening all the time like a pendulum that swings. It's getting lesser and lesser all the time. We're going back to paganism. Tattooing is the rehearsal for the mark of the beast. Now, Christ's death is history. What happened in 1947? The UN became a united nation after World War II. This year, they're now 70 years old. Significant. A generation is gone. And then in 1947, Israel, Israel became a nation. Well, that do not mean nothing to me, so what? Big deal. I mean, that's just Paul. No, you're wrong. The fig tree just blossomed. What does that mean, it blossomed? Because Jesus gave us signatures and told us when we see these things, then events after that are predictable. And we have seen that celebrated right now, right here. So, 1948, God says. My generation. By the way, I was born ninth of June, nineteen forty-eight. So that's how old I am. See how old I am? Handsome still, but old. Hallelujah. You ask my wife. I'm still handsome, but I'm old. <laughs> old, but not cold. Still hot. Thank you. <laughs> You're a chest- gonna chest out when I get home. 1948, something happened. The world changed. Now, a league of nations, Psalms uh, Psalms 83, go there. This literally happened. A league of Islamic country, aiming on the Egyptian guidance, NASA, uh, 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 invaded Israel and lost the battle. Look what happened. Something happened in 1997. Whatever happened there, Mr. Obama from the USA, who's symbolic as an eagle in the Bible, is forcing the nation of Israel to withdraw our forces and go back to the pre-1967 war boundaries. Israel should do it. That's suicidal. And yet Israel done most of what they asked for but cannot give up Jerusalem and will not do it. But Russia will make sure it happened, and Syria will try, and so will Egypt. And you see all that kerfuffle taking place in our world, and you ignore it, and you have your pizza and your hamburgers like nothing happened, and you're wrong. Because God said they would be sleeping and be caught unaware, unprepared. And don't expect your government to explain this. Only the Bible can declare the end from the beginning. And all these actions and reactions are a situation that's taking place as they should. Now, let me go on. My church here. This is all right? So really, the Gentile reign starts from 606 B.C. And it's supposed to end. In the year 2000. Then why do we have 2015? I'm going to say to you now, go back and check Noah's ark. How many days was Noah on the ark before the rain fell? Seven, what? Days. He was locked up in that ark. And the rain didn't fall. You know what they said? <laughs> Stupid Noah. Not to be in this heart, no rain going to fall until the first drop came. And then the newspaper changed their tune. And then the water gets so high, so high, that it lands its boat today on Mount Arawak in Turkey. In Glacier, in case you say you are a skeptic, it never happened. God left some evidence behind to convince the skeptics. That as in the days of Noah, so shall it be at the coming of the Lord. Look at this here. My question to you is not about wars and strife and all that, because kind of those supposed to happen. Matt 24, Luke 21, and Mark 13, all those things are supposed to happen. But my question to you, how much time do we have left as Gentiles to be saved? Because salvation is of the Jews. Reason why Gentiles are in the church. Let me tell you why they're in the church. The invitation to a marriage of a son was offered to Israel, and Israel said, I'm too busy, can't have time, da da da, da. And God said, forget about them and go in the street and can bring anybody you can find and bring them in. That's why we're here. That's why you're here. And some people who have come refuse to change. All kind of weird doctrines out there? That's not of God. Weird old doctrines, man-made, stupid ideas. And nobody obeying the apostles and prophets and pastors and teachers that God gave them in the Bible. Now, folks, look, this space is what I'm talking about right here. Did you know Jesus Christ died on the exact day of the Passover? Do you know his birth was on the exact date as prophesied? Did you know only three years later they discovered he was born? Three years later, it was too late. Ain't no, they don't even know that he was resurrected. And by the same token, when we run out of time, they will not know it. They did not know when Lot left Sodom. They did not know when Noah went in on the ark. And Jesus said, We're going to repeat the same problems. I'm going to ask you, are you the victim of amnesia? Are you going to become an Oscar with a head in the sand? As for me and my wife, we're going up. I can't speak for the rest of you guys out there. You do what you want to, you sit there composed if you want to. But I believe when the weatherman says, Storm is coming. It's time to batten up. (laughs) Now, folks, I'm repeating this to you right here. Can you see that? This means how much time do we have left? For Israel, go with me on the board. Hosea 6 and verse 2. I'm going to tell you, I think we're in overtime. Because the prophet says after two days. Not exactly two, but after two days. We have spent literally, listen now, 1,000 years of reign right here. Israel going to rule the world for 1,000 years with the visible presence of Jesus Christ. Amen? That's only after the Armageddon War is fought right here. Right here. Where are we right now, Pastor Neil? Right here. And we just make this wider so you can see it. This is to make wider so you can see the picture that there is a white horse coming, a red horse coming, a black horse rider, and a pale horse. you know who they are? Where are you going to find out? They're on stage. They are trumping at the bits, but something is holding them back. Put it this way. Who's holding back drug pushers in McMurray? RCMP. You move the RCMP away, and what happened? Hell, Angels take over. Well, it's nothing like the forces here. They can't do what they want to do. Did you know, right now in right in Turkey, right over Euphrates, there are four angels, evil angels, waiting to hurt the earth. And God said, "Not yet, not yet, until I seal the Jews and take my church out." And where do you think those armors of the earth is? Exactly there. Trying to do their dirty work. But God said, you can't do it yet until I take my people out of here. The angel wanted to destroy Sodom. Come on, Lot, I can't do anything until you get out. I can't bring fire down. No, I can't. Send the rain until you get on board. And church, I can't upset this earth until I pull you out. We are told in in Luke 21, 34, 32, 35, pray that we, the church, be accounted worthy to escape the things coming upon the world. When you run out of time, honey, you're going to be whipped. Now, I grew up in a situation, disciplinarians, you know, they were pretty strong. And... They don't always whip me when I'm bad, but they keep counting. That's one. That's two. That's three. That's four. And sooner you forgot that you've got to be whipped. That's five. And pretty soon you trip the scale. Then the, the old whip comes out. Woo! Now, folks, let me go on some more here. I don't know if you, you expect me to talk about this this morning. But I want you to know what you're doing with your time is important. Buy up the time. Don't waste your time. Amen. The guy in the grave right now, his job that he used to have is unnecessary. The tiles on his walls, (coughs) unnecessary. The bank account he has is unnecessary. The question is, did you send your sin on to judgment? Or does your sin follow you? Or do you have reward to follow you? Before the judgment seat of Christ. Let's worship Jesus. Why is Russia doing what she's doing? Why is Iran want a nuclear weapon? Why is Israel like a chicken without a head running from country to country trying to find peace treaty? Huh? Why is the American pushing back from Israel, and why Islam is so forceful and of a caliphate around the world? Why? why is Germany the leopard? And why is China the red dragon? And why is Islam the pale black horse that's going to cause death and hell to meet people? Huh? Why the guy with the balance is democracy. And the guy in the white, why is it the papal system that controls the ECM system called the Maastricht Treaty? Church, you say, well, I don't know those things. I don't need to know it. My friend, it will hurt you if you don't know. Let's worship Jesus. God visited the Gentiles in Acts 8. Acts 10, Acts 11, Acts 19. And today, God's visiting you with me preaching to you. How can they hear without a preacher? And how can he preach except he be sent with a message of telling you, get in or stay behind? That's the message. Now, folks. The Gentile visit started right here at the cross. It's going to end with the ten toes. When Jesus Christ is going to say, I'm going to fight the Gentiles. You better be on the horses right here with them and not be before his horse. We have been to Megiddo, my wife and I. We've been to the only place I have not been is Moscow. I don't want to go there. I'm convinced. I've been to China. I've seen the Great Wall of Gog and Magog. I've seen it. I've seen all those places. And you go there, you feel that eerie feeling of the end time. Very strong. It says in Hosea six, after two days, that I means after two thousand years, God going to turn back to Israel. That's why we see a repatriation of the nation of Israel going back home. Well, guess what? Arabs live there. They try to reclaim their land, but it's going to cause problems, right? And so it's supposed to be. I told the Lord, I would not want to live in the Golan Highland when Jesus Christ comes or where the Mount of Olives is because it's all Arabs there. And if Jesus Christ is going to come to that spot right here and split that place into two right here, right here, everybody in that area is going to be killed by his presence. The glory of the Lord is going to kill them alone. Now, church, we've used up 15 extra years of two days. So Israel have regained all the properties and the land That she lost in 606 B.C. There is nothing in the Middle East that Israel lacks. That she used to have. And guess who won it from her? Islamic nations. Let me tell you who they are. You check me out. Go to Psalms 83. Please go there. I'm educating you. So you know what you're walking into with your eyes wide open. I want you know you turn your radio on, you here the news, you know what's going on. Hallelujah. Amen. We got oil but that. We don't control it. Saudi Arabia does. The Emirates, He said, "Well, they don't. They did not take the price. They determine the glut. They can bankrupt countries. They can. Hello? Well, you know, government is smart. They play diplomacy with your life. Amen. For a political expediency. You have to do that. Now, folks, what it says, after two days. But let me, let me just try it real good. Go to chapter 3, the same book. And look what it says. Israel shall abide many days. Chapter 3. Go there. No, Hosea. Hosea 6, she was on the board a while ago, and that says, Psalms 83, to give the nations of the countries they are going to destroy Israel. And they said, let us destroy her from being a nation. Is that what they said? Abimei says that, didn't he? That's what every Arabs want. That's what the Mahdi's going to come and do, stop Israel from being a nation. Will it ever happen? Impossible. God says it will never happen. And I don't have time to go to scriptures on that. But look, Hosea 3, chapter 3. Israel told Pilate that. We have no king. Caesar is our king. Was that true? Sure it was. Because they lost their national king. Do they have a king right now? No. But one thing they are, Ezekiel 37 said, they become one nation. Two sticks come together. Form one nation, and that's not Joseph Smith. Please, don't Salt Lake say that. Please, don't say it's him. One nation, meaning Israel, will always, from now on, be one, what, nation? But well, there used to be two nations before. You said, oh, Pastor, why do I need to know that? Because church, they now want a prince, they want a sacrifice, they want the urine, the thumbing, they want the ark of the covenant, and they want a build a what? A temple, but they can't do it because the Dome of the Rock is in the way. And so last month, they were fighting riots in that mosque. Is that right? Arabs and Jews claiming rights to the same site, which will be a fight till Jesus come. Hello? That's where Mount Moriah was. That's where Solomon Temple was built. And Israel claim it, and the Muslim claim it, and Rome wants it. Who's going to get it? Jesus will. Now, folks, I'm taking all this. Turn to Zechariah 14 in verse one. Now, folks, I'm telling you the truth. I'm not boring you with stats. I love you, and my love for you. To tell you the truth, I need to give you information. That when you hear them talking, you know what's going on. You know where you are in prophecy. You realize if you're running out of time, at the airport we hear, Hey, Trevor Neal, we're about to close the door. Get on board. All the assigned seats are occupied except yours. I'm saying the same to you right now. Little children, get on board. What's this right here? Behold the day coming when the spoils shall be divided in thee, O Israel. Listen to it. Go on. For I will gather, that means the U.N. Did you know a few days ago, the United Nations just raised the Palestinian flag? Palestine means Philistines. How many knew that? You guys didn't know that? Mean Philistines. Remember their their Goliath? You folks should thank God for this church. You should thank God for teaching like this. I'm not wasting your time. I'm telling you what's going on. It says Jerusalem shall fall. Now, Jerusalem right now is in the hand of who? Israel. Israel. But they're going to take it by force. Who's going to do it? The UN going to do it. And the Arabs and the Russians are going to do it. There's going to be several attempts to take it from them. And Israel said, I will not give it up. We're going to go to a code called the Samson Code. That means massive suicide. They're going to release their nuclear weapons and bring down the entire Arab countries with them like Samson did. Samson went in that temple, and he went right there and stood by the post and said, Lord, let me die with them. He did. Israel says, no more holocaust. You know what holocaust means? Burnt offering. What does that have to do with me? If you read on some more, it said, the city shall be divided. Right there. See there? What are they asking them to do? Go back to 1947, partitioning of the land of Palestine, where Jordan, who is a descendant of Muhammad. You guys didn't know that? Oh, guys didn't know that. What do you guys know? Go down the middle. So let me go back here. But while that's going on, and, and it's, I'll make Jerusalem a cup of trembling in the hand of the nation. I'll prove it to you. In chapter 12 of Zechariah, look what it says there, like this. Every nation burden themselves with what? Jerusalem. Jerusalem. Anybody who solved Jerusalem will be the king of the earth. Carter tried. Bush tried. Reagan tried. Muhammad tried. They all tried. And they all failed. Except one guy. Ruled by the devil going to do it. Revelation 13 described him so well. Because Jesus wanted to meet him personally. Behold, I'll make Jerusalem a cup of what? You know, I go to conferences for the last five years. Not one time they talk about this. I go to a camp meeting. Not one time they talk about it. And Then the Lord let me know, and they all slept. You know what sleeping means? Not, not literally, doesn't mean that. It means you're totally oblivious to what you're looking at. We were in Jerusalem. The l- lad showed us a mine field and it says, Don't you ever walk over there because there are booby traps everywhere. Even though we got full possession of there, there are booby traps all over the place. And the only time we can go there is when we send our cattle in a stompede and they'll blow it up. And that's how they get to get to go there. Source of mine in the field. I'll make Jerusalem a what? A comp. Trembling on all the nations round about, when they shall be in siege against Judah, is that happening? Come on, church, tell me the truth. Don't sleep on me. Stay with me. Is this happening? You got a computer? You got an iPhone? Get Jerusalem Post. Get the UM News. This is happening. What next verse says? What next verse says? Verse 3. Who's helping me out here? In that day I'll make Jerusalem a a burdensome stone for all people. And all them that burn themselves with it shall be cut in pieces. You know why? Because right here in this map right here, Jesus Christ will come the second time. Right in the middle of the Mount of Olives. You know where it is, friend? Right in Jerusalem region right there. And when he stands on it, the whole world's gonna know that big old massive mountain gonna split into four. Uh and the water from the Mediterranean gonna come in and heal the Dead Sea. The world's gonna know what happened. Let's worship God. So what Pastor, where are we right now? I said, Saints of God, we're right here. Right here. One of these days, we'll be missing. Not because we commit mass suicide. We won't do that stupid thing. (laughs) We're not a bunch of cults. But he that went away shall return. This same Jesus shall return. Look, Look at this right here. Revelation 1 to 5. Please, pick up your Bible and hold it in your hand. Please, I'm trying to help you, folks. When you leave here today, I want you to leave here informed. I want to leave here educated. I want when you're praying, you know what you're praying about. When they talk, I want you to know what you're talking about. The first four chapters is about God trying to clean up this church before he comes. Because to go, we got to be spotless without wrinkles or any false at all. Adultery and fornication can't make it huh, soothsayers and all the things God said you can't do and you're doing them, you can't go. And God is dealing with them in those four chapters. Notice here, church, he's standing amongst the candlestick, meaning the church. And notice who he wrote to the pastor and say, you fix that problem in your church or else I'll fight against it. I'll kill your converts. I'll blow their names out. I'll push them out. God means business. This church of no worth if we don't make it. Now, folks, look at this right here. Chapter four is the rapture. And chapter five is we watching Jesus Christ opening up these seals right here. Look. Seven seals. Seven trumpets. Huh? To knock down seven personages and the seven vials. You better not be here. You better be in heaven with Jesus. Amen. Right here. Go up to meet him in the rapture. We call it rapture. The word on the Bible called translation or the catching away. You're going to beat them with the five wise virgin. And when we get there, we're going to put on a crown, a holy gown. Huh? Our name is on the last book of life. And we're watching him opening the seals. As he sitting on that throne, it's going to be worth it all being a Christian. It's going to be worth it all obeying Acts chapter 2 and verse 38. It will be worth it all being holy, living holy, walking holy, and giving your life to God. You say, well, I don't want to go. You don't have to go. Can nobody go by accident? You better pray that you're kind of worthy. Where When we on church? then all the trumpets and the seals going to release right here. We're gone. And I'm telling you right now, we're right here bordering on chapter 4 Revelation. We are going to face the judgment seat of Christ. We will not have to do this. Saints of God, thank God for trials. Thank God for tribulation. The great tribulation is worse. It's ten times worse. You don't want to be here. I'm trying to pack up and get out. This earth is reserved for fire, brimstone, destruction. Second Peter chapter 3, talk about it. When the heavens shall melt as a fervent heat. That's sounds a like nuclear war to me. Not to mention China in chapter 9 of, of Revelation with all this weaponry. I'm coming down the line here, folks. Let's estimate how close we are. When I see the fig tree blossom, I know the door to the Gentiles are being closed. I know salvation of the Jews are near, and Gentiles cannot be saved. Anybody told you that if you miss the rapture, you can say, I won't take the mark, I'll be saved. You're lying. God says, I will send you a lie called strong delusion and make you believe it and be damned. You know I know that? Because you would not have a love for the truth. Well, Pastor D, where did it say that? 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. God said, I'll send you strong delusion. Remember a guy called Ahab? Reject Micah's message? And God sent 450 lying prophets. And he lost his life unnecessarily. All right, now look, look at this here. Watch the fig tree. Watch Israel. Watch the Gentiles. Hostile anti-Semitism is taking place right now. Right? Israel is not saved, but need to be saved. So, what time is it now? Well, the Pope already blasphemed Jesus Christ while he was here. How many knew that? He blasphemed him several times. Just like the Bible says, he would. The 13th chapter of of Revelation said he would do that. Hello? But all these seasons are telling me that I'm at the end. Look at this right here. The river Euphrates and Turkey, Greece, Iraq, all these countries in the news, they're not playing games. They are fulfilling scriptures. They're being set up for the end time. The Palestinian flags raised over the UN this, this month, this week. The laws of Solomon and Gomorrah have replaced marriage between a man and a woman. Psalms 83, they said, let's destroy Israel from being a nation. Isaiah 17 said, Damascus will be destroyed, which is, which is Syria. Ezekiel 38 said, Russia will come from the north with Ethiopians and a whole bunch of guys from other countries to invade Israel. I'm going to show you how close that is. And you check the news and check the rule. I'm telling you the truth. Now, the ten toes, the ECM system, they're in operation. You know they are. Amen. Germany is the leopard right here. Let me show you Germany right here. Is Germany right here? The leopard. That's her symbol, leopard. But, and, and, the, and the ten horns are the European common system, right? And the four form of government they had. You know, you yeah, had the first right, the second right, and this is the third right coming up. What does right mean? Hmm? What does right mean? Reign over the earth, millennium. Germany tried twice and failed. She'll succeed the third time. Hail Hitler! How does Obama salute? How many of you know that they pray to Obama? How many know that? They sing us praise the anthem. Look it up. They say, Oh Lord God, Obama. They do it. They do it. Why are they doing it? They're going to worship the devil and such like. The mark of sin is already in our midst. The Pope, when we were in, in Rome, they told us the next Pope coming will come on the earth and change the world. They just did a while ago. The world is changed by what he's editing, ed- 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 right? right. The white horse guy is out. The red horse guy is out. The balance is being weighed in the world. The Mahdi is being expected. And Israel is faced with Persia. Nuclear weapon and the king of the East, Eagle, China is saying, "America, don't come to Alaska; we own it." Like Russia saying the same thing. At some point, there's gonna be a fight. Hello, there has to be a fight. England dried up. World War Three is on its way. Now, Church, this is Israel map right here. Is a time clock. They've done six or two weeks. The six to nine week is right here, about to be fulfilled. Right here is where we were in there, and God said, when he's done working with us, I'm going to turn to Israel. That's what Romans chapter 10 and 11 and 12 is telling you. Paul said to the Gentiles, don't you brag. I'm going to turn back to my people and graft them back into their own faith and save them. Now, we know Israel is many but the Bible says, though Israel be the sand of the seashore, yet only a remnant shall be what? How many is a remnant? It told you, one-third of the entire population. Now, folks, I'm rushing on here. Stay with me. Give me uh, moisture in my fingers here. See that right here? I'm showing a better, a better diagram here. Iraq, Iran, Greece, Syria, Rome, China, Germany, Islam. They are going to cause us pain. Canada is naive. America is naive. Russia, England is naive. What they couldn't win on the battlefield, they're going to win some other way with a Trojan horse. The harlot is making a tour around the world. You don't know who the harlot is? Chapter 17 and 18 of the book of Revelation. I'm not making it up. The difference between her and the true church, the true church is in chapter 19. She's dressed in fine white, what? Linen. And the other one is what? Dressed up like a street person. Is that right? That's why this church take the position we take, and the position we take is not popular, but it's Right? Now I don't know if you have seen this thing before, but now you're going to see him today. If you're left behind, you will worship the beast, the dragon, the false prophets, and the devil. Guaranteed. I'm not asking you will. How right, do I know that? Revelation 13 says you will. Second Thessalonians chapter two says you will. He said, "I come to you in my Father's name, and you rejected me." And now that will come in his own name, him you will receive. This man is alive. You will take on the mark of the beast. You will wear the number of his name in your forehead or in your hand. You will sell your soul to save your family and give them goods and food. And when you do that, you're going to lose out and never can be saved ever. Damn forever. Think about it. Because you knew not the day of your visitation as a Gentile. All right? Look at my map, folks. Pastor's graphic map. i draw that map to show it to you and to show you what this means. America was the only country, along with Canada and England, that would support Israel in 1947 to now. And now they changed their mind, and they're telling Israel these spots right here, the Golan Heights, the Western Banks, and Gaza, we want you give it back up to all the Arabs, which would be suicidal, and go back to the division of the land, a 2 states place, where Jordan draw a line down this way, and Israel must do without Jerusalem. And Jerusalem must not be the capital of Israel. Do you remember when the Canadian Prime Minister tried to put it there? And what happened? Mr. Clark, the uproar it caused, and he lost the election over it? Hello? I'm telling you the truth. No country dare put their what? Embassy for fear of Islamic reprisal. They're all chicken. They will not do it. Do you think Israel is going to give up the Golan Heights, the West Bank? No. But I believe they will take away from them these places by force. And that will bring back Jesus. Now, how can Israel ever survive? Look where, look where Lebanon is above her. Look where Turkey is in reference to Jerusalem. Go small that Jerusalem is. Look at Damascus, the center of Syria. Look where Iran is. Look at Iraq. Look at Persian Gulf. Look at Jordan. Look at Saudi Arabia. And it goes on. Look at Egypt and Libya. And look what what Israel is. There's the Mediterranean Sea right here. How can they survive? They can't survive. Israel in the middle of the nations. And God says, I will defend it. She will not be saved by nuclear weapons. I will save them. Now, folks, Mr. Obama is anti-Israel, so Israel is without any friends right now as I speak. And contrary to the U.N. policies, they raised up a Palestinian flag. That's a tactical sign telling the Arabs to carry out Psalms 83. Go ahead, invade Israel. To give Iran the permission to do what she wants to do, it means to put a nuclear weapon here and upset the balance right here, of power. You can attack Israel. Look, they're all neighbors to Israel. Now, why did Russia this week went to where they went? You know what they did? To fulfill Ezekiel 38, it's about to happen within your lifetime, Within I think within a year or less than that. Syria is, look, there's Syria right here. Look where Israel is, right here. Syria is in the north. Russia is in the north. Ezekiel 38 is about to be fulfilled. Who is coming with Russia? It's that Russia is coming as a vanguard for all these Arab countries. Turn there, Ezekiel 38. God literally named them. And these are the countries in the news today beheading so-called Christians. Hello? Locking them up in jail, murdering them, burning their, their, their worship services down. Gog and Magog, the prince of Misha, which means Moscow, goes on, from Tobisky, I prophesied against him that latter days he would come. Right? So I the old you, Right? Next verse, please, verse 4. Go there. I will turn thee back and put hook in thy jaws, and I bring thee forth and all that army, horses and horsemen, all of them clothed with sort of armory, great company with bucklers and shields. What are you talking about? Why are airplanes and jets? Because of the mountainous situation. Look at Afghanistan. Look where they are in relation to this place. Keep going, please. Next verse. And God named the country. What's Persia? I mean Iran, Ethiopia, Libya, and all them coming. Now, folks, I'm coming to a close. Are these guys in the news? Are they? Are they not? They're the reason why you guys are unemployed if you're laid off. I said that's why you're laid off. That's why the tar sand price drops because Saudi Arabia decided to and the Emirates decided to and Jordan and Iraq and Iran. These guys control the oil of the world. And the pricing, it's called OPEC. Huh? And then European system control the economy, what the dollar should worth. Huh? Hello? And the WHO determining if you get vaccine or not, and who gets it? And who gets AIDS and who don't get AIDS? Let's stand. My question is, Why did Egypt fail? And why do Iraq fall? And Tripoli and all these countries. Because when the Antichrist comes, he will defeat the king of the north, the king of the south, the king of the east, and the king of the west. He'll be the champion of the world. And finally, he will have to face Jesus right here. In the battle of Armageddon, all the nations of the world will follow behind him and give their powers to him and their seat to him. And folks, if you're left behind, you'll be caught up with him like so many will be. And the question is, how shall we escape when we neglect so great of salvation when there's no hiding place? We've lost the cup of grace. We've lost the space that God gives for repentance. And then I see something to our world, we're left behind without a hope. Would you bow your heads right now? The time of the Gentiles, Luke 21, 24. The fullness of the Gentiles, Romans eleven, twenty-five. 25. And Revelation 11, 2, the end of the Gentiles. Is closing. Are you ready? Are you ready to face the world with kind of cataclysmic activities coming from the world? I'm asking you, beloved. Is there anybody in here right now that's not born again of the water and the Spirit? You're not baptized in Jesus' name, filled with the Holy Ghost, living for God and church. Are you caught up with the world and you forgot the time it is? Mm-hmm. Wars and strife on every hand And violence steal our land Is that Wars and strife on every hand And violence steal our land Yet some people die. Never come again. But the, the word of God, of God is true. He really restores his Don't lose hope. Jesus coming. drawing now. Put in the word of God. Brad